97X. Bang! The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dog Teeny, episode 14. On today's show, the truth about what truckers are hauling is revealed. Also, Liberace is discussed at length, both the Christian and regular versions. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong good. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong very well, thank you. I wanted to talk about, I hate to bring this up again, but <laughs> following on from last week, which was following on from the week before, I had some new information on, on uh, the word that we used a lot. And uh, um, let's see, so we were talking about douchebags, which, you know, of course, led to Fred Durst. So I have some Fred Durst news. Do you want to hear it? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's kind of awful. Fred Durst signs deal with CBS. Will star in Comedy Project. Oh, oh. <laughs> Does that mean a reality show? Well, here's here's the here's the here's the article. Exclusive. Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst is looking to front his own comedy series next. Durst has signed his Gross. first ever TV deal with CBS. Under the pact, he has partnered with blah 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 blah. The untitled comedy. Do you want to know what it's called? Yeah. The untitled comedy sometimes referred to as douchebag, has received a script commitment. Yes! <gasps> it's called douchebag is it's the name of the well, show? That's the untitled, that's like it's referred to as in, in, in progress, douchebag. Like the working title? Yeah, it's the working title. I'm so just, he knows. I know, does that kind of take the fun out of it? I'm like, <laughs> how fun can it be to call someone a douchebag if they're calling themselves a douchebag? Oh my I'm kind god. Of Oh my god. Yeah. Like, if I can't you know this, then. Right after we talked about that. If you know people think you're a douchebag, does that kind of revoke some of your douchebag status? I don't know. Well, the way he told you when you first saw him, yeah, it's me. Yeah. Kind of makes me think he doesn't really think that everyone thinks he's a douchey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's... I just hope he doesn't have kids. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's a guy that needs to be sterilized. But let's move on. Now, Stephanie, you want to talk about a, a Christian Liberace impersonator, is this correct? It's not even an impersonator. It's just um, this Christian piano player, and his name is Dino. All right, here it is, folks. Chariots of Fire. And I'll leave you right now thanking you once again for your prayers. I'll see you at the record table, and may God bless you. Keep looking up. Keep looking up, our Redeemer draws nigh. And keep running the race until Jesus comes. A theme from Chariots of Fire. Uh, 
and <laughs> I grew up with my parents playing his stuff all the time. Like he's totally Greek. His last name is Kartsonikus. <laughs> he. <laughs> And he has a show on TBN. The Bible Network. And everyone in Christian culture pretty much knows who this guy is. And he has a running show in Branson, like a live show. Oh. In addition to his TBN gig. So, uh, you know all about Branson, right? Probably from The Simpsons. Yes. Well, yeah, that's where I first learned about it. But explain uh, for our international viewers and those who don't <laughs> like to see acts who are 40 years past their prime. <laughs> So Branson is like the Christian culture mecca. It's in Missouri and it's a town in Missouri and it just has tons of gospel shows like live stuff, um, nightly. It is, oh, okay. I'll just tell you, we used to go almost every week in the summer when I was growing up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm serious because they had this thing that's like the, the Disneyland of the Bible Belt called um, Silver Dollar City. And (laughs) I won't even try to describe it, but it was just so Ozarks, like, you know, that part of the country, whatever it's called the Ozarks and Uh everything's hick, everything's backwoods, um, everything's Jesus. And it's just the conglomeration of, of what you would think it would be just all right there, super concentrated. And after David and I were married, I took him there and he was freaking out because he's from San Francisco. He's totally West Coast. And he's like, I cannot believe this place is real. It's just like in the Simpsons episode. And wow. And I was like, wow, I grew up with this. But yeah, I guess it does seem kind of weird. Is Andy Williams still there? I don't know who that is. Andy Williams? Andy Williams? No, he sang Moon River. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's who Nelson wanted to see in The Simpsons. He's like, Andy Williams. And they're all like, yeah, we're not stopping at Branson. He's like, oh, yes, we are. And he, like, threatens to punch them. And then they're all sitting in the front row and, like, bored out of their fucking skulls. And it pans across and it gets to Nelson. And he's, like, clutching his hands, looking up. And he's like, I didn't think he was going to play Moon River. But boom, he pulled it out at the encore. (laughs) Wow. You've seen that episode more than once. I have. I I just couldn't watch it because it. You know, I've never been able to watch the whole thing. It just hits too close to home because I grew wow. up going there all the time. And my dad would listen to that music in seriousness, like um, like the Oak Ridge Boys and the Statler Brothers. <laughs> he would, wow. like, listen to this stuff. And it's the just Osmonds gospel, are there, like, too. Are they real? They probably are, yeah. Yeah. None of the good ones because Donnie and Marie are in Vegas, oh. so it's all the, all the, the rest. <laughs> I, I would think Christians would boycott them because they're Mormon. But I guess they must do well with. It's just a lot of old people, and yeah. So anyway, how do you think an atheist would take it? Oh, an atheist would die. I I really wish there are no atheists there. Like they wouldn't even set foot. But what I but I mean like me going there to like soak in the 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 cheese and the insanity of the place. Could I enjoy it in that way, or would it just be too much? Oh yeah, you would. Yeah, it would make you sad though. It would hurt your heart. Really. I really think it would because it hurt my heart Uh (laughs) going back to it. But Dino um, has this has a show there and I I, he was on TBN um, with footage of his live show. And I we had Carrie over our friend Carrie Uh and she was like, this is making me uncomfortable (laughs) watching the show. Because Dino comes out talking about Jesus wearing a spangly polyester outfit covered in Swarovski crystals. Wow. And he sits down at a piano that is covered in little mirror squares, like a mirror ball. But it's a concert grand piano. And the piano, as he's playing, 
starts levitating up <gasps> off the stage like like a <laughs> Van Halen drummer. I don't does know. Does he say? Does he he stay on the stage and the piano's going up? So he's sitting at the piano, and he and the piano. Are he just and like, the piano. Wow. <laughs> I don't think Liberace ever cords. did that. He's completely flamboyant. Dresses like Liberace. No one says he's like Liberace, but that's what he is. He's the Christian. Does he sound Liberace, as gay so. as Liberace? Um, he doesn't really talk in a gay voice, but he has the ultimate gay face and dyed black hair. Oh. And his wife is from Dallas. Like completely southern, yeah. And he's from he grew up in New York, and for some reason, I, I guess like extreme closet cases, you know, marry Christian girls and talk about Jesus all the time. Right, right, right. So that's what this girl is like hosting, you know, poor old lady, I guess by now. But cool. We'll um, put a picture of Dino up on the website. We so. have to. We'll put yeah. video of him because my friend. Um, told me that I have to um, change. I can tell the story, but I have to change his name to protect his dignity. He said, uh -huh. not even his identity. <laughs> so he said that um, he was in college. Okay, we went. This guy, I'll call him Billy because that's actually his middle name, and I always thought that was an awesome middle name, yeah. Billy. Like not even William, right? But he said that um, he went to a Christian college. Okay, and he dated this girl for a while who who was like a you know really good musician she played all these instruments and um at christmas she was like do you want to come home and uh, meet my family and we'll have dinner and he's like okay she lived in branson he never made the connection with her last name being cartsonicus he pulled <laughs> up and dino is her dad wow <laughs> he said he, he said he walked in and he said their house was like exactly like you would think it would be like it's completely over the top and things are like spray painted gold and he said that they had this like ridiculously fancy Greek lamb dinner like <laughs> and everything was like gold forks gold serving everything gold goblets you know and Dino's there, and, and, and my friend, he's wearing jeans and a hoodie, and everyone else is dressed way up. He's like, ah! I am the anti, I'm the anti Dino. <laughs> That's so and he awesome. goes, Dino only wanted to talk about three things: piano, places he's been, and Jesus, who speaks to him often. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So he goes, you know, the house is just what you think it looked like. Everything's sparkly. And the highlight is the mural of the family in the sitting room. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a mural. <laughs> we need so to be goes, more family murals. I just suddenly, when you said that, it left like this gaping hole in my heart. Like, I haven't oh. seen a family mural before. And I wish I saw that in more homes. <laughs> I wonder if it's like painted like onto the wall or if it's a painting that's framed and just hung on the wall. I think it just to be a mural, I think it needs to, wouldn't it need to be on the wall? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Oh, that makes it way better. Well, he said that like during dinner, Dino started telling my friend Billy about the rings he was wearing because Dino wears a ton of rings just like Liberace. Oh! And he goes, he goes, I made a rhinestone joke and I hurt his feelings. I thought Dino was going to cry. Oh, God! <laughs> And then he told a story about his daughter, Christina, who said that, um, he goes, oh yeah, when Christina was little, she was always worried that daddy's rings would, would get hurt and while I was playing piano and then banging on the piano. And he was like, it was all I could do not to say that it should be a red flag when your toddler is worried about the quality of dad's diamond jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> But he was like, he was like, to be fair, like they were very friendly and I never got the feeling they were faking anything. Like they uh -huh. were just, that's really how they behave all the time. You know, he's like, but when I left and drove away, I was shaking. And the, he goes, the relationship didn't make it past January. Oh no. <laughs> when did it start? How many months? 
I don't know, but this was Christmas that he went over for dinner. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. And oh. and so, oh, this is the kicker, that Dino owns a cake shop in downtown Branson. <laughs> and it's called Dino's Cake Shop, like spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. <laughs> oh, Dino. Doesn't seem to match the pizzazz. I would think you'd shy away from S-H-O-P-P-E if you were like a bling sort of person. I think that's a conflict. Yeah. I think it's a big maybe in Branson it's not. Perhaps. I wish that I would love to like document you and Greg is not walking to, around Branson. It's not uh, uh, the high, the strong point in that place I'm guessing. So of course <laughs> there's going to be such conflicts. Well, wow, well, I'm fascinated by Dino. So hopefully we'll have a picture of Dino and video of Dino on the website. And I've not, still not seen Dino. I'm just hearing about this for the first time, just like most of you listeners. So uh, I look forward to uh, to taking this journey with all of you. I love Liberace, though. That was one of our binding. Yes, yes. Points, Liberace. Binding Let's points. talk about Liberace. Let's talk about the real <laughs> deal. Okay, we've talked about the imposter. Let's talk about the real fucking deal. <laughs> Liberace. <laughs> now, I was raised believing my, my, my grandmother's three greatest interests were Jesus, Elvis, and Liberace. <laughs> And I, wow. I know, like she, you know, and, and to me, they almost, they seemed interchangeable. I just knew that those were her three biggest, biggest interests, you know? So I just grew up <laughs> knowing that, you know, Liberace was just, you know, just at the, just the best pianist ever, you know, cause that's how it was presented to me, you know? But so I've always, always appreciated Liberace just through my grandmother. But so that's why, but then I got older and of course realized he's like a flaming queer and just so extra <laughs> awesome for that very reason. So, <laughs> and then when you and I became friends, like, of course, we both love Liberace. I think that was on your, was that on your MySpace page when we became, no, it was Richard Simmons that you had on your MySpace page. It was Richard Simmons. Yeah. yeah. But again, another, another flaming queer that we bonded over. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so one time Stephanie, I was in Palm Springs in December, uh, early on into my relationship with Stephanie. And I found, it was a gay card shop because most shops in Palm Springs are very gay. And of course they had like an array of Liberace cards. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get one of these for Stephanie. And it was like December and her birthday is not till February, but it didn't matter because I was going to hold on to it. So I found one and I kept it aside. And then like a couple weeks later, I was visiting Stephanie in Seattle and uh, David had got her a book of like, all these great 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 Liberace pictures and so we're flipping through the book together just sprawling on the bed just like ah, oh, ah, oh, looking at Liberace and then she pauses on one page and goes oh, look at that and I was like oh, and I gasped because it was the exact same picture on the card that I had bought her so it was such a beautiful bonding moment but I didn't tell her I was going to be surprised that guess what you have a card coming with the same picture so yeah that was I remember the, the caption uh, the caption, the caption on, on the card was... says, uh, uh, every day wear something that scares you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing this like blue sparkly uh, outfit with like this fur, big fur like cuffs. <laughs> it's insane. So we'll put a picture of that on the website. I, I found that uh, uh, again. So we will we'll have that for you to see as well. But, um, but another thing, another Liberace thing is that we've both read um, the book by Scott Thorson, his lover, uh, and it's called Behind Ugh. the Candelabra. I just want to ask you, how do you feel about the word lover? Oh, I don't, I don't care for it. It's really... Actually, one time Greg and I went to a party. This lady that Greg... We met at a party. She asked Greg ew. if I was her, his lover. And we were just like... We were both like, ew. It's so 70s, you know, for people to talk about their lovers. Yeah. So I don't care for it. What? 
That's gross. That's so gross oh, that she said that. <laughs> Sick. I can't believe that. I know. And but I think it's also. I don't think anyone could even say it. So, oh, is that your lover? Like, no one's just gonna just say it casually like that. Anyone who says that is gonna be like, is he your lover? I can just. I bet you that Greg. His face just went white. I bet he was like, ew, as soon yeah. as he heard her say that. I think he probably said, oh, <sighs> she's my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, he was like, what? Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's funny because you I'm asked sorry, him. Like, yeah, so I don't funny. know. And then I kind of, I like, I like had to go on a little <laughs> journey and I realized, yeah, that is fucking gross. <laughs> you had to go on a little journey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, like emotionally? <laughs> well, yeah, because you said, oh, what do you think of the word lover? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I had to like, you know, okay. visit my own experiences and then realized I fucking hate it. <laughs> Danny Kay says it, but he always says it like in its, and he's like doing it over the top of poop. He's like, is she your lover? He always like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's making fun of it. Yeah, so it's okay. I don't know. It just seems very fitting to say Liberace's lover. I don't know. What do you think in this circumstance? Yeah, it sounds like it just sounds hilariously gay to me. It does sound. I don't. I don't know. It, it's only okay when you're talking about Liberace, pretty much. I think so, but and Anderson um, Cooper. But I had read that book many years ago, and then Stephanie started reading it, and just because I wanted to like just share in it with her, I read it again. So it's kind of <laughs> sick that I read the book by Liberace's lover twice. <laughs> well, he had had so. It said in it he had so much plastic surgery. Liberace yeah. did that he couldn't sleep. With no, his no. Eyes what closed. happened was Liberace would be asleep. Scott writes this in his book that after, right after the surgery had happened, Liberace would be asleep, but because they like pulled his face so tight, his eyes didn't fully close, and they were just like these partially open, partially open slits. So scary. And he'd look over and be like kind of scared because Liberace would be asleep with his eyes just slightly open from the plastic surgery. The sickest thing regarding the plastic surgery. Are you going to talk about his boner? About his boner? I don't know about his boner. <laughs> the everlasting boner. <laughs> he said that... I don't remember that part. Yeah, he said that Liberace had a penile implant. Oh! And, so, and he said it's so gross, too. He said something like, he was always partially erect. Oh! <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. I can't believe you forgot that. I thought that's what you were about to say when, no. when you said the sickest thing was. <laughs> no. Well, the sickest thing, well, this is just emotionally sick to poor Scott, but Liberace was having a meeting with the plastic surgeon, and then the two of them went over to Scott and were just pointing at Scott, talk, talking between themselves and, like, touching Scott's face, and then they kind of left, and they were just deciding that they were going to do plastic surgery on Scott's face to make Scott look like a young Liberace. That wow. is the sickest thing of all. And he so, just let him do it, too. I think it was just like, he was so much younger. I think they met when Scott was 18 and Liberace was late 50s, early 60s. So it was a huge gap. Wow. And I just think he felt probably less, had less power in the relationship. So he yeah. kind of went along with it. But yeah, that that's pretty fucking sick. You know what's weird about all this is that in talking shit about Liberace and the bad things about Liberace, I feel, I feel like I'm letting my grandma down. But... Oh. Really? Yeah, because she just, you know, she didn't want to know about. I'm just like defiling someone who's up there with Jesus for her, you know. <laughs> well, how do you feel about talking bad about Jesus? I, I don't talk bad about Jesus. I talk bad about Christianity and just, right. you know, 
just uh, belief in God itself, you know, confuses me and confounds me. So I talk about that, but I don't talk bad about it. I think Jesus is fine. I don't think I really ever talk bad about Jesus. Okay. But, but back to Liberace, the, the, the big gay that the Christians don't approve of. <laughs> so that's why they needed Dino. They wanted Liberace, but he was too gay. So they, they have Dino instead. So when I was in Edinburgh, I saw a live show called Liberace Live from Heaven. So that was pretty cool. But it wasn't the greatest thing on earth. But it was it was this guy live from heaven. Live from heaven. It was it was it was like Liberace's just died. It's 1987. Liberace's just died, and he's arrived in heaven. <laughs> yeah. And so he's being judged. It's like, where is he gonna go? So he's like, <laughs> what, is, what happened? Where does he go? Well, he plays his, it's like, it, most of the shows, they were like an hour. This one went for like an hour and 20 minutes. And he's like playing his heart out. And he's just wanting, he's just trying to dazzle with his usual Liberace flair and fabulousness. Um, and he's dealing with like St. Peter or something. But then God comes in and God's a woman, which is just like, you know, it's, you can, when, once that happens, it's like, oh, God's a woman. Fancy that. <laughs> you know, it's just going into a, a, an area that, you know, annoys me. So. So then it's God's a woman and they're making, yes, you didn't think I was a woman, did you? You know, it's like, oh, shut up. But anyway, <laughs> but aside from that, so he played, he played and he performed and he was great, but it just got a little proselytizing with, you know, like, you know, they made, he wasn't, he was, wasn't addressing the fact that he was gay and they made him talk about that. And then God says, well, of course I don't care. I invented everything. It's just, it was, yeah. So that part of it was, you know, it was just trying to, you know, create this obvious point, which was kind of pointless, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but overall, the show was the show was enjoyable. But what's funny is they had like the guy. I guess the guy playing Liberace he was English, so his accent would slip all the time. He didn't have the Liberace oh, wine, which was a little disappointing. But um, but he, I guess he's. I looked him up afterwards, and he was like a famous British performer. He'd been all over TV and stage in England. I've never fucking heard of him. It's just so funny. There's so many <laughs> British celebrities that nobody knows outside of England. They're just yeah. as 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 foreign to us as like a Brazilian TV star. Yeah, I've been watching, I love celebrity ghost stories. It's like my favorite show ever. I say that. I have like five shows I say that about. But anyway, I, I love it with all my heart. And so I got all caught up. I just, they're all on YouTube. So I got all caught up with watching all the American versions. So I started watching the British version. I'm like, I've not heard of one of these celebrities. Yeah. Not one. And they have millions. So. I know. Well, right now, so I have to mention this. I'm watching the UK uh, Celebrity Master Chef because Danny Goffey, the drummer from Supergrass, is a contestant. And I don't know who any of the other fucking people are, but of course I'm watching it because of Danny. And to me, it's like he's the megastar and everyone yeah. else is just like nobodies. But I don't know to anyone else who doesn't know Supergrass, he would just seem the same probably, you know, but... Oh, one other thing I want to say about Liberace's boyfriend's book is that they're going to make a TV movie out of it. It's going to star Michael Douglas oh. as Liberace, Matt Damon as Scott, and it's going to be shooting <laughs> next summer of 2012, and Yay. I can't fucking wait. I but, didn't know it was going to be a TV movie. I thought it was going to... I thought it was, was going to be a regular thing, movie, but, but it's a TV movie, but yeah. who cares? I'm going who to Who cares? It. Yeah. So this is really, really, really exciting news for fans of Liberace. Oh. Um, and the other thing, uh, the Liberace that. Museum, you never got to go in Las Vegas, and now I it's closed. I never got to go. It is. 
It's really, really David sad. went for me he went one for time you. when he was down there. I've been three times. I snuck in two of Aww. those times. So I feel a bit bad because it went under. But uh, my friend, one of the times she bought like a $65 can- a little uh, piano <laughs> ring for her mother. It was like completely gaudy and ridiculous. But that makes wow. me like I, I covered the other the times I snuck in. But yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. But yeah, it's like how long can a star like Liberace endure past our lifetimes? forever in my heart he's forever in my heart too moving on from the fabulous fabulous Liberace our friend Carrie following on from our conversation about female restrooms which I reported on for the males among us who didn't realize that female restrooms were so disgusting she reported something she saw which I will just read to you now from her email she emailed it to me Stephanie and our friend Jonah which led to quite a thread of fabulousness and grossness which we will divulge (laughs) to you uh carrie's email read as follows there's a big splotch of period drip on the toilet in the large stall in our work bathroom it's bullseye right in that spot where the toilet seat doesn't come together drippity doodah (laughs) drippity a i decamped to the small stall to defecate Drippity doodah, <laughs> My oh my, what a bloody day! Gross, Simone. Yes. <laughs> Do you like how I get prudish about that and not about the seat story? I know. <laughs> but period drip. The, what stood out, aside from just the general grossness of a woman dripping her period onto a seat, is uh, just the word period drip. It sounded like an insult. Like fucking period drip get over here because i replied to all and i go take a picture you period drip yes it was a new insult and i i described it as the best insult of the new millennium but also reminded me of the gross gross series of of insults my friends and i used to throw at each other when we were 13 now let me remind you now you've got to reprogram your brain americans when i say fanny i mean a vagina i don't mean your butt okay (laughs) so one popular one was Fanny Dangles. <laughs> Just, yeah, well, you know, I don't think I need to explain what that means, but Fanny Dangles. Oh my god. And then we also had what else? Fanny Sweat and uh, wow. Period Odor. So we used to go back and forth. <laughs> we used to go. Fanny dangles, fanny sweat, period odor. Like we just had this like back and forth of <laughs> grossness between us. And we're like 13, 14 when we're saying this this horrible stuff. Like, teenage <laughs> girls are fucking gross. I don't think I got very gross till I was like 17 or 18. Oh, really? Well, I think a lot of, yeah. a lot of them are because uh, as we know from Neil Hamburger's tweets where he says stuff about Britney Spears, these teenage girls will, you know, write back and like talk about, you know, use foulest language, threatened violence, and all kinds of things. And then he just retweets them. He doesn't even reply to them. And then people respond to them and they say, why, is he, why are they picking on me? I'm just a kid. It's like, you're a kid that used the word <laughs> cocksucker. You know, it's like, and motherfucker. You, 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 you just gave up your right to be talked to like a kid, you know? So, you know, and so I imagine, you know, I, I, I probably would have done the same. Here I am at school saying fanny dangles and, you know, then I would have been like, oh, I'm only 14. 
So, yeah. <laughs> Girls can be very disgusting. Not all, because Stephanie wasn't disgusting until she was 17, and she continues to make up t- for it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Following on from that, uh, Jonah added to the conversation, Stephanie. In keeping with our nasty bathroom theme, have I mentioned the time of my life during which I worked at the McDonald's on Route 45 in El Dorado, Illinois? Well, I'm about to mention it again. <laughs> you know there's going to be trouble from down under when a McDonald's has a special area of the parking lot that's for semi-trucks. <laughs> and ours did. Woo, buddy. These guys basically treat any bathroom that's available as a full-service hotel with a shower. <laughs> I used to have to clean in there after clothes, and there would be scraggly beard scrapings all over the sink, plastic Bic razors in the sink, pee puddles on the floor, and always, always, always giant-sized turd streaked white briefs in the trash. Oh, <laughs> because truckers, they don't have the best of nutrition, and sometimes they shit their pants. So they pull over into McDonald's, change panties, buy a Big Mac, and keep on trucking. <laughs> So she goes, I heard some horror stories during the time I worked there about some closers having having to clean shit off the toilet seat, the floor, and somehow the tank. The tank! (laughs) The fucking tank! How do you do that? How the fuck do you do that? She goes, but one night, I went in there after clothes with my mop and bucket and McDonald's brand antimicrobial spray, and there was poop smeared on the wall. (laughs) Like with a hand. Like someone had scooped it out of their anal crevice and grudge swiped it across the wall. (laughs) Grudge swipe. (laughs) She goes, and is... As if it were some sort of afterthought, the offender had left. <laughs> the offender had left his gigantic underpants filled with poop curds. Poop curds! <laughs> and soaking wet in the sink. <laughs> like he tried to wash them but changed his mind when he realized those chunks weren't going down the drain. That's the night I came out of there and said, I am not cleaning that. And my boss said, you have to or you'll get written up. And I said, okay, write me up. But luckily for our heroine, I got hired at the Dairy Queen across the street two days later and they didn't have time to write me up. And Dairy Queen is much better because you do not pull that kind of shit in a DQ bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) There are are tiny baskets with fake flowers in them on top of the toilet tank there. Something that says, something like that says, "Uh uh-uh, don't... Something like that says, uh-uh, don't smear your poop in here. <laughs> there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. So oh, that brilliant. was exhausting. My esophagus hurts now. I know. <sighs> it's so hard. Oh, my God, I'm out of breath. I want to put out a thing. Any, any listeners, if you've worked at McDonald's, and uh, I know my sister has, so I'm going to ask Bunyan if she has any stories, because I know she's had to do the toilet thing. She's never really talked about it, so I'm wondering if it's just kind of one of those things like abuse that you want to keep to yourself, cleaning McDonald's restrooms. But uh, any, any other <laughs> McDonald's employees, if you have uh, toilet cleaning stories, we'd love to hear them. So please leave them in the comments or shoot us an email. 
but y'all, uh, y'all have to read Jonah's brilliant. blog. Jonah, thank you so much. Jonah, her blog know. is so good. I mean, Let's this... link her blog. It's called Cupcake Heartbreak. Yes, it's, it's brilliant. amazing. It's filled with hate and hilarious <laughs> hate. But Stephanie, Stephanie dropped out of the email thread or she was busy, so she didn't catch up. But the follow up to that was we exchanged the brilliance of that, of course. And then Jonah added, I should also mention that my junior high BFF's dad was a trucker. She'd clean his truck for him, and when he got home from his halls, and her parents would give her $10, and we'd go to the movies. So I came over one day while she was still cleaning the truck, and I was sort of hanging around outside, probably playing with Skip It. And she got out of the truck and said, Want to see something gross? And the something gross was a clear plastic trash bag smeared with shit and filled with her dad's shit-streaked underwear, which he quarantined from the rest of his dirty laundry, of course, hoarded in the bag for the entire trip, and then left it in his truck for his daughter to bring inside. What the fuck is that about? Of course, I was like, oh my god, what's wrong with your dad? She said something about how truckers are on the road for so long, there's not always bathrooms. Then I could see it in her face that she slowly realized that this was not normal or excusable behavior for a grown man. And that I had a good reason for being shocked and grossed out. And she never brought it up again. I've just realized how much I know about truckers and their poop habits. Weird. <laughs> But it was because of uh, but it was because of the above experience that I walked into a McDonald's bathroom years later after a trucker had been in there, saw my first pair of poopy underwear in the garbage and thought, typical. <laughs> the universe that prepared her. It's so nice. <sighs> So thank you, Jonah, for your fine contribution to Dongtini. Uh, if you did enjoy that, hopefully there will be more. I really wanted to mention that we have some lovely five-star ratings on iTunes. I don't know who did those, but thank you very much. The problem is, however, that without actual reviews to accompany these ratings, they don't show up in the feed when anyone searches them. So if somebody would like to start writing some reviews for us, three stars are <laughs> up is fine. <laughs> Uh, please. Uh, I like the bad ones. I no, like the bad, bad ones are good though. too. So a review, even if it's a one star, we'll take it. So if you'd like to uh, leave us a re- review on iTunes, we'd be most appreciative because then our star rating will will, will appear. So uh, that would be awesome. So uh, thank you all for listening. You can catch all the supplementary material on dongtini.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com/dongtini. I'd also like to mention that we are now on Stitcher Radio. So you can download the app onto your mobile device and stream our show through there Uh, also if you add it to your favorites it'll update with every new episode so nab the stitcher app if you'd enjoy that convenience Uh, and of course we're still on itunes if you'd prefer that so until next time bye stephanie bye simone
Que des cœurs blessés 